to the open side. Karim Bete. Lovely here for Simon, who's quick. Pete Simon looking for Karim Bete. Back to Simon. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wild. That is amazing from the Wallabies. Team, it is Ando and Mitch here. We are in, a, where are we? In an alleyway, in a way, at Allianz Stadium at the. Quiet corner somewhere. We found what's hopefully a quiet corner at the end of the Wallaroos versus Fiji game. The Wallaroos starting their season off in a victorious fashion, 22 to 5. Mitch, initial responses and thoughts at the end of that game. Yeah, like we kind of said at halftime, if you've uh, tuned into our Instagram halftime update, we thought the uh, Wallaroos created a lot of opportunities for themselves and just they weren't quite clinical enough to to finish a lot of them off and that's something obviously that they can work on going into the season and you know new combinations players playing out of position Ash Masters at six not seen that before uh, but we, we caught up with Sarah Nagama just a few minutes ago and had a quick chat with her and she was just stoked that they were able to come away with a win and the fact that they were able to do it so well so definitely the the team's going to be happy with that performance and a lot to improve on and definitely a lot to get better for for New Zealand in a few weeks but it's a good start especially as a way of signing off Shannon Parry's career in the green and gold she has been absolutely an incredible servant of the game now the match itself went from uh, Cecilia Smith Maya Stewart double and Ivania Wong for the tries for the Wallaroos and Belita Tawaki with with a 60th minute try for the Fijian team. Now, overall, this game was without a shadow of a doubt dominated by the Wallaroos. Whilst there were some dangerous moments from the Fiji team, they were not able to really impose themselves on the game. And I think a big part of that was the carrying strength of Grace Hamilton, Ash Masters and Eva Kapani, and the ruck presence of particularly Ash Masters and Shannon Parry as well. It's like the Fijian team never really were able to get up much of a head of steam and really continue throughout the game. Is that how you kind of saw things? Yeah, I thought the Wallaroos did really well for the first sort of 15 minutes to kind of lay a platform for what they wanted to do. Uh, but when uh, Jasmine Hurawe, the replacement scrum half, came on, uh, she just took things to another level. And uh, Lane Morgan was great to start things off, but when she, when uh, the replacement came on, she just had a completely different set of skills and completely uh, like a new attitude and and more energy that she brought into the game, which definitely made her made an impact coming into that second half of the game. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that really impressed me was the way in which the Aussie women just really fronted up in the physical areas of the battle. Um, so particularly I loved how Maya Stewart just did not step down from some of the uh, physical contact out wide, but was still able to get around on offense too. So overall, incredible start. How good was Maya Stewart? Every time she touched the ball, she looked like she was going to score, even in her own 22. So dangerous. She had that form in Super W this year and her able to bring that into the international arena and carry that through is so good to see. We know that she had the injuries earlier last year and so the fact that she's able to get some minutes for the Wallaroos is oh, 80 minutes for the Wallaroos was really good to see. Yeah, 100%. And um, one of the really funny parts for me was seeing Caitlin Hulse on the uh, sidelines running the water. She kept uh, sprinting off and kind of like rushing through over the sidelines like she was finishing a 100 metre race clearly enjoying her opportunity to be out at Allianz and see what it is to be 
playing international rugby. Mitch, a great start to the season. I think we can kind of wrap it up there. I think so. We've, we've been invaded by some kids kicking footy balls around, so the sound's probably not as pristine as it was when we started. So uh, let's leave it there. Waratah's up next. We might try and record our thoughts after that game as well. Uh, and, yeah, let us know what you think of the Wallaroos game, and we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Catch you later, team. Bye. Alrighty, we are here in the car park Allianz Stadium, Moore Park, and we are chatting about the victorious Waratahs, 32 to 18 bonus point win. Mitch, coming away from the game, straight immediate thoughts post-match. Yeah, pretty happy with that overall. A uh, bit sloppy in parts, but the fact that the Tars were able to get the bonus point at the end there and um, put pressure back on the drill when they were starting to kind of sweep the game and gain momentum was a, a big shift by them. So, um, yeah, pretty happy with it. Yeah, particularly when the um, second half came in, the Drua really stepped it up. And for what seemed about 20 minutes, we were just defending and really, really holding on. You had that really excellent try by Tavita Icanaveri, um, converted by Kemi Valentini, again making an appearance off the bench. There was this part of me when they leveled the scores that was just incredibly worried that they were going to come back because we we hadn't got a strong enough lead within that first half. But then Noanganituasi hit back straight away. It was just excellent, excellent match going back and forward in that second half. Yeah, and I think what's really positive as a Waratahs fan too is that uh, the structure kind of went out of the out the window there in the second half. Uh, uh, Parisi came off injured and then, uh, who was it? Gleason, Gleason, yep. Gleason also copped an injury and came off, and so then we ended up bringing Teddy Wilson or Harry Wilson on, Harry, and yep. shifting Peach into the second row or into um, six. So you know the the structure really went out the window there, but the Waratahs still struck stuck to their guns and played their their style and scored two tries after that from that point on. So that's really positive to see that they were able to adapt on the fly, even when the Drua were hitting back hard and, and putting them under a lot of pressure. Yeah, we were wondering whether. Um Dylan Peach's sevens background might have helped him a little bit with having to actually push in a scrum for once in his life. I mean, the scrum, um, the scrum that he was, his side did get pinged and penalised in that first <laughs> scrum. So I don't know if we can sort of say he did too well. Maybe he pushed too hard. That might maybe. have been the thing. He pushed too hard. Maybe, maybe. But either way, um, look, a couple of standout moments or players within the game, I should say. Lange Gleeson was, again, incredible. He played nearly the full 80 he got to about he scored his try in the 72nd minute and then basically wasn't really able to continue after that so yeah. that's that's when he had to come off but that's the longest minutes he's had this season since returning from injury um and you also had max jorgensen who yet again is just stepping up to the quality of super rugby and i mean like he's spoken previously in interviews where he's just saying look i'm confident to be putting myself forward for Wallaby selection i'm not saying i'm gonna get it but that's what I'm aiming for. He's not the top fullback in Super Rugby, Australian Super Rugby at the moment, but do you think he's in the equation? Is he in the picture? Oh, he's definitely shaping into an option for Eddie Jones. Um, what I was really impressed with his performance this week is we we saw last time the Waratahs played the Druid down in Melbourne. It was his second game at Super Rugby. Still a few nerves and things, and he fronted up with the physicality. He... Um, was there and, and in, in defence and, and put in a few hits and copped a few big hits himself. But this week, he he added to that physicality with his skill set. And so he set up two beautiful tries. Yep. He was involved in a lot of points that the Waratahs scored this evening. Uh, and for a player of his stature and the fact that he's 18, he's going up against Fijians, who are the hardest-hitting players in Super Rugby. And he's coming off 
like confident each time. So yep. he's, he's looked like he's going from strength to strength. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we as Waratahs fans have often pointed to as a strength is kind of having, say, Will Harrison and Ben Donison as kind of the 10-15 axis when they're both fit because they've had that experience and it kind of gives you that second playmaker inserting themselves into the back line at the right moments. We saw that from Jorgensen tonight. His ability to um, create width in the attack and be that second playmaker option directly resulted in two of the tries and just demonstrated how he's really growing into the game. Um, I'm really enjoying the combination that he's developing with Nwonga Nitawasi. Mm. Like, he's setting up tries and Nwonga Nitawasi is finishing them off superbly. Yeah. And Jorgensen is, can score tries in his own right, but the combination that he has and the way he reads the game, the confidence he has to take the ball to the line and suck in defenders and then give the ball, the offload to Nwonga Nitawasi out wide who does it, finish the tries off, is just it's really exciting to watch. Yeah, definitely. And I was really, really impressed with a few other players as well. Um, I thought that Dave Parecki was excellent. Jed Holloway didn't take a step backwards within the physical contact stuff and is kind of growing in a role as like the big Papa Bear enforcer of the team. I mean, he, he had to change his jersey at one point in this game and he took his shirt off for a fair few minutes and he looks good. It was good for it. Like, traditionally, he should be a dad bod at the age he's at and yet he's he's going well. He's going well indeed. He's putting us all to shame, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you'd hope so. He's a professional rugby player. Um, but one of the key elements that I really enjoyed was the fact that the Waratahs were fronting up physically. And we saw that down in Melbourne. And it's just one of the elements that makes me really happy because the Waratahs are not the biggest team going around. Yep. And so the fact that they were able to compete with the Drua who threw everything at them, particularly within that first half. Um, and although the Waratahs were not dominant in the carry they weren't always dominant in defense they had a few good hits here and there without a doubt um but they matched and they match and that's kind of all i was hoping for and i was just really pleased to see so i've i've highlighted parecki holloway jorgensen anybody else that you thought had a particularly strong game for the tars uh michael hooper i think needs to be given a shout out maybe not necessarily one of the the standout performers for the waratahs but he copped a, a neck or shoulder or head injury somewhere through the second half, and yeah. the bench was pretty depleted by that point. You could see he was gassed, but he kept going. He kept having input. He kept hitting rucks. He got a few turnovers. So just the motor that he has and the impact that he's having on this team, I think, needs to be shouted out at the moment. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, it was interesting because he did have those moments of kind of being a bit of a warrior and... Uh, and trucking on despite copping some pretty hefty hits. Uh, one of the questions I was asking during the game is, um, he was he was just making a couple of decisions um, of giving away penalties at points that I wasn't... I just didn't think they were smart decisions, and it wasn't stuff I really thought Hooper, particularly with his experience, yeah. should be doing. And um, it just... I raised the question of, like, at what point, at what point, do we start to ask the genuine question of whether or not someone like McWright is properly push, pushing for the starting spot. I guess spot. It, it really depends on what state you live in and what team you support because Queenslanders have been banging this drum for about four years now. So is it important now that as like a rusted on Tars fan, I'm actually asking that question and going, hmm, is he also human? Well, I guess the, the answer to that question is nothing is going to change before the World Cup and nothing yeah, rightly should. Yeah. We've only got four tests or something or five warm-up tests before the World Cup and... As good as McWright has been playing, I don't think he comes in and has the impact that Hooper can bring, even not at 100%. So for mine, Hooper is that that player. He's potentially even the captain under Jones. We don't know yet. Mm. Um, 
he's definitely in that leadership team. The impact that he brings, this is his last World Cup. I don't think he's playing badly enough to be not sort of not uh, pushing for even selection. Yeah, well said. So two games remaining for the Tars. Um, we've got the Crusaders away next week and then followed Moana up by Pacifica Moana Pacifica at, at home. home. Now, as the table stands right now, we are currently in sixth. We're on 31 points. We are six points behind the Hurricanes. It is possible to catch the Hurricanes if we get a point or something from the Crusaders as well as getting a winning bonus point against Moana, assuming that the Hurricanes drop both of their games. Now, that's actually possible because the Hurricanes are playing the Blues away and then the Crusaders at home. And so it is possible, potentially, for us to be getting up into fifth. It's unlikely, but it's possible. So that'll be something the Waratahs are setting their sights on to either to come away with something in Christchurch and to dominate Moana at home. The thing I'm kind of worried about next week for the Waratahs, as we said, they need a losing bonus point to kind of get any hope of getting into fifth place and finishing the season high on the table but the injuries that we copped tonight Parisi did not look good like he came off right in front of us he could barely walk. and he couldn't walk he spent at least five or six minutes just waiting and giving his body time to recover until he could get up and walk into the end zone so yeah. um he didn't look good coming off uh gleason didn't look good either i hope none of these players have long-term injuries that mm. are going to sustain into the following weeks uh, what Lengi, uh, um, what Teleni Sio's injury is and his availability for next week, I, I'm not too sure either. But with some of these injuries, and if Gleason's not available, yep. it really does, sh- and uh, Parisi too. They're they're big impact players who've brought physicality that we need, and without them, we're going to struggle against the Crusaders. One of the good returning news uh, points was Masisi Tupolotu. Mm-hmm. So he came back and he came onto the field for Parisi when he went off. He was excellent. His showing was excellent. So I think if in um, in a worse situation we don't have Parisi for next week or the next couple of games, then Tuipulotu is a pretty ready-made replacement for him. Um, and Joey Walton actually performed really well tonight uh, in place of Lalakai for Keddie as well. So there is some good news within the centres as well. Um, now, just quickly comment on the Drew and where they're sitting as well. They're currently sitting in 10th at the moment on 17 points. They do have the potential to be catching up to the uh, Highlanders who are currently in 8th. So it's basically a fight between the Highlanders, Force, Drua and the Rebels. And um, the Drua in their next two games have Moana at home and then the Reds at home. So it might well be that they're going to be the ones sneaking into that 8th position. Anything you want to wrap up this instant reaction pod with my friend no i think uh we've said most of it good good win good atmosphere uh i guess for, for tars fans who are sitting at home and wondering whether they want to get out to the stadium i would just encourage you for that last game against moana in two weeks we've had the crowd steadily growing week in week out throughout this season and tonight was definitely the most vocal whether you put that down to the drill supporters or not the amount of blue in the stadium and just the support for the Tars was amazing. And this stadium has been built in such a good way in that it doesn't take a whole lot of people to be vocal, but mm. it, the sound carries around through it. So if we, and it, it, and our, our shot at getting into fifth place could come down to it. So we can get a good crowd out to that Moana game in two weeks time and get really vocal and get behind the boys. Uh, we might be able to bring it home for the season. All right, well, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us for this instant reaction pod, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Bye.